Hey, Stu, your rent's due, motherfucker. Hey, Aries, you heard about that new uh, podcast app called Anchor? I sure did, Andy. Guess what? It's time to pay some bills. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. And they have tons of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And we know you know about that money, Jew boy. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go download your Anchor app now for free, or you can go to anchor.fm to get started today. Can you feel it, baby? That money? Yeah. And don't be pulling that falling down the stairs shit on me, you hear? I'm Andy Steinberg. And I'm Tony fucking Stark. <laughs> God damn it. Welcome. Uh, listen, man, spoiler alert. If you have not seen it, you better turn this motherfucker off. You're going to go off? You're going to tell everybody? I'm not going to. Listen, we're going to discuss it. So if you haven't seen the movie yet, turn this motherfucker off or better yet, see the movie first, then come back to this. Um, but if you don't give a fuck. Man, man, oh, man. Let me say, let me tell you something, man. First off, there are very few things in life that lead, that, that, how do you say it? That answer the bell, that actually live up to the hype. And a lot of movies, when it comes to sequels, Sometimes they take a turn for the worst. But this isn't a sequel, though. This is part two. Well, I mean, I'm talking about in terms of the franchise. Right. Avengers, Avengers Ultron, Avengers Infinity War, and now the final piece to the puzzle, Endgame. So I'm talking about the franchise. Yeah. Somewhere along the way, there's always one of the movies that you go, that was the best one. And when you say the best one, I mean the best one. And it's almost impossible to top it. Let me, Star Wars, right? I lost interest, to be honest with you, after our era of Star Wars, Return of the Jedi. And incidentally, Return of the Jedi did not, was not better than Empire Strikes Back. That was the best movie of the whole fucking thing. The only reason why I even dipped into the new ones with the Jar Jar Binks and, and was because I went, like everybody else, I'm curious to see what it was. But really... After the second of the, how do you say it, the prequels, I really could give a fuck about Star Wars. What do you think about the new ones that are coming out right now? That's what I'm saying. My interest is not even really there. I'm forcing myself to be into this. Avengers. Every movie has gotten better. The first one was dope. Ultron was better than the first one. 
Avengers Infinity War was the motherfucking cock, nigga. They fucking did it. They fucking did it. Listen, DC, rest in peace. Y'all got to get y'all shit together, man. Y'all need a major makeover. Um, and I was never one of those DC fanboys, Marvel fanboys. I never got it, got into it on the geek level. But I got to say, after, after this shit, DC, man, y'all got work to do, man. Marvel done fucked y'all and y'all's ass, man. There's no more competition. This shit was spectacular. They made, they tied everything in. Are you kidding me? Go ahead. They, they, no, they just they no, they tied everything in. Every movie that you've seen from uh, every every one of these Marvel movies, Marvel movies from from the very first one to this one, tied in. Tied the fucking. It's almost like if you were looking at in the movies how they do the thing where if the FBI is is trying to. Uh, arrest and lock down the mob and you see it on the clipboard all the different pictures and pieces of evidence and they got like a graph where everything ties into the head boss they got to get the underlings the soldiers the street niggas the the second in command the lieutenants but everything ties into the main boss that's what this marvel shit does and it was so well done that they didn't even need to add like that you know like that, that surprise thing that ties it all together that you go, oh, that was bullshit. Right. No, everything tied back in. L- l- let me tell you something, man. You, 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 you had started to ask me a question that you said, let's save for the podcast. Yeah. What was the question? I said, was there anything about the movie you didn't like? Here's what's fucking crazy about this shit. This movie gave you everything you wanted, everything you needed, and a little bit of what you didn't want and need. But okay, I, I get... For instance... I was like, yo, the whole time I'm watching it, is somebody going to die? Is the main character going to die? They fucking killed off. Spoiler alert, you better get your ass up. All right, last warning. I'm going to get 10 seconds. Four, three, two, one. They fucking killed off Black Widow, which I just knew they were going to bring her back at the end. But they killed Tony fucking Starks. I'm, 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 not, even, I'm not afraid to admit it, yo. Real talk, I cried five times during that. Fuck. I'm glad we weren't sitting together. We'll Dude, get to that in a minute. Yeah, I cried five times during that fucking movie. I I, I did too, and I was very embarrassed to say so. Listen, you could. <laughs> I swear to God, I don't know if you heard it, but when Tony was dying, you could hear the sniffles in the theater. Yeah. Did you hear him? Yeah. You heard motherfuckers going. I blew my fucking nose. <laughs> did you? I, yeah. oh, I just thought that was some Jewish shit. <laughs> no, I blew my nose and wiped my eye. I was trying not to. Dude, 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 dude. Here's what's so, f- and I mean, I'm not, you know, fuck that. And I don't want nobody going, oh, you just Marvel fan. It's not about that. It's about the, the, the appreciation for great artistry. The, the story, the twists and turns, the things they gave you that made that theater. It's almost like it's, com- it's comics. We know we got a good bit when we got an applause break. How many fucking applause breaks did we hear at the end? Oh. The fucking audience, woo! And thunderous simultaneous claps. When I, when fucking Captain America picks up fucking Thor's hammer because he's deemed worthy, cut back to uh, Ultron. 
Remember that scene where they're all sitting around the hammer and they all take a stab at picking up the hammer and, and uh, uh, Thor goes, well, you know, I have just one reason. You're all not worthy. But there was a second where, remember when Captain America tried to pick it up? He couldn't, but you heard a squeak. Like he was almost like, and Thor's face was like, oh shit, this nigga's about to pick up my hammer. But then he couldn't. See how it all ties in? Captain America was worthy. The audience lost their shit during that moment. Fucking, they gave you all the catchphrases from fucking Civil War when uh, Captain America's fighting Iron Man. He goes, I could do this all day. Cut to, you gotta be shitting me. Captain America fighting himself. But before the fight, he goes, I could do this all, all day. I know. They do a great job of implementing comedy, drama, action. It, it's, it's, it's the perfect fucking stew. Because they're making fun of themselves the whole time. Yeah. So, they, so it doesn't ever feel uh, overly indulgent in like a, a superhero movie. I, I don't right. know. Like you almost forget you're at a superhero movie. You just start right. watching the movie. Like, this shit's happening. But do you know how difficult it is to tie all those different elements in, in one? In, from years and years ago. Jesus. They got a black belt. Marvel has a black belt and superheroes. Like, they just give you every fucking thing your little heart desires. The, um, yeah, man. Um, what, I, what I didn't want, what I wanted that I didn't get was I just knew... Hulk was going to have a redemption moment and beat the shit out of Thanos, which never happened. Um, Actually, quite the opposite. Wow. Because he's, because, again, more spoiler alert, alerts. At the, at the, towards the end, he's like, I tried. You know, I tried. Like, right. He, he kept, like, he still right. hasn't succeeded. And that might be another thing that makes him genius is how the characters are also flawed. Right. While superheroes, they're flawed. I didn't like Thor being fat the whole time. I did. Neri hit me and said, I loved it. Yeah. I and, I, and I was like, yo, is at one point this motherfucker going to get in shape? Well, but they kept him because fat. if they would have got, if they would have kept it, if they would have instantly made him in shape again, you would have, they would have blown the, the, the peak into the window. You would have thought, oh, they're right. just, no, because you can't just become, right. He lost his edge. I was nervous in the beginning when Tony Starks had the body weight of a nigga with AIDS. He looked pretty thin right there. Yeah, and I was like, yo, they gonna, how they going to explain how he get his weight back like that? Five years later. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, listen, man, the word perfect should never be used because nothing is perfect. But these cocksuckers were perfect. What didn't you like? I, I, I didn't like Thor being fat. I didn't like that Hulk didn't get redemption. I didn't like that Iron Man died. But again, based on what you just said, I'm going, all right, I guess it would have been hokey if everybody lived. I guess it would have been hokey if he got slim and trim. I guess it would have been hokey if, yeah, Hulk kicked his ass. They, by being imperfect, they made it perfect. Yeah, I had some other things that I didn't like in there, though. Um, and, I, and, and here, ladies, if you listen to this podcast and you're about ready to get mad at some dude saying something about women uh this might be your moment to right. not listen uh i didn't i, I appreciated all the, the the women like okay this is how i'm gonna say this so that it you say i don't come in at the right point mm. i loved every woman superhero that was in the movie all of them were in it and i love their action scenes and what i love most about it 
is it wasn't about them being women again. It was about them being superheroes. It wasn't, but again, just like we pointed out in Captain Marvel, yeah. when the guy goes, we got to come back for the weapon, no, the woman. woman. They had that moment, and it was a callback to uh, Infinity War when the girl, the Olsen twin, Elizabeth Olsen, and the, and the and the evil bitch on on the bad team was like you're you're all alone, and then you heard Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow goes she's not alone, and then they cut to Scarlett, and then I don't know the the, the lady's name the black lady but the bodyguard they cut to her, and they both took on that we're gonna kick your ass pose, and that was a symbol of womanism right you know you, she's not alone sisterhood pussies unite, and and it was a time for women to go yay so in this one. They said the same line. She's not alone, and all the women came. But what 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 bothered me about that is, and it did bother me, and this is why it did. Up until that moment, I just saw women being superheroes. Right. At that moment, I saw a woman's thing, and I get what you're doing, and I get why that's important, and why people think it's important right now. But the way to really move the needle in life is show women that they're successful. They don't have to like go. Isn't it? Aren't we? Isn't this? Isn't this moment great? Yeah, you know. Again, it it ruined it ruined that part of the movie for I me. I can respect it, but I'm just saying that as a as a if and I'm not a superhero geek. I got a, a edition 44 of the comic book from 19. I'm not that dude, but as a guy who likes an action movie. And certainly a superhero movie, it was almost like nigga. Think of them like Carmine's Italian restaurant or Maggiano's family portions. They served everybody. They gave you. They served you with the intent of motherfucker. Not only are you not gonna be able to finish this, but you're gonna take a doggy bag home. They fed your motherfucking ass. They gave it all to you. But if if you're looking at empowering women, it's not about. All of us here together, it's about in any superhero moment, we're just as we're, we're the same. And I that was conveyed throughout the whole movie until that one moment, yeah, when they went, Look, right, we're here too, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, I, didn't, they didn't have to put the two in it, they I, didn't have to put that, we're here too. You were already there, I hear you, I hear you, and I respect it. I'm just saying, I, I, I hear you, but I'm just saying, this is the big creme de la creme. Macho machismo ending climactic fight. Everybody got to put their dick on the table. I get it. They put some vaginas on the table too. But when you talk about you know that moment where all of a sudden I was like I'm into the movie. I'm into the movie. Like I'm actually have already cried at this point. Right. I'm into the movie. Everything's working. Everything's working. I see it. It's happening. Right. Superheroes all over the place. Right. You 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 broke down the movie for me for a second. You 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 you. I went away from the movie. I went to their statement, right? And now I lost the trust that they were real superheroes because you made it about something else. Well, and here's me not trying to go away from what you're saying, but at the same time, and I don't I don't necessarily think that it was intended to be this way. But I gotta say, I took pride in the fact. Because you're saying to yourself at some point, all right, they're discussing it in the movie, how by reversal of time, they can bring everybody back. And there's the moment where the, the 
Captain America is looking at this massive fucking army. And I'm prior to that, I'm going, yo, they, at what point are they bringing everybody back? And, and then when you see this brave heart, like everybody's going to climb over the hill, warlike scene, I'm going, this is where they got to bring everybody back. There's no way Cap is doing this on his own. And then you hear Falcon go, Cap to your left. Yeah. And when the first portal opens up, who comes out? Um, um, Black Panther. Black Panther, yeah, yeah. The audience went nuts. Yeah. The first motherfuckers we see, Umbambe! As a black dude, to hear that fucking audience lose it and the first motherfuckers coming through the portal is Black Panther and his sister and the bodyguard. But that was cool because that was what you, that needed to happen. They were coming anyway. It didn't. But it could have been somebody else. Yeah, that, okay, that is very cool. And but you're for right. me, I'm symbolism. The symbolism was great, but we already had the symbolism for women kicking ass the whole movie. Yeah, I, I just We think- need a Black Panther to come back. That's actually the first moment I cried in the movie. Really? When when I saw that open up, and then he and then Black Panther comes through with right. it, it was the bodyguard and, and, and was, his sister and the sister. Okay, comes through, and then uh, you see the other portals start opening open up. up, and then they all come. Through. That's it, the first time dude, I cried. That was I, a fucking dick hard moment, and and everybody comes through, and even when there was an, almost like a uh, an extra woo. When Spider-Man swung through. There was extra for Because, Spider-Man. again, we're going off the emotional of the last one. Right. When he died and Tony felt responsible, like, holy shit, he's a kid. I, I kind of feel like his dad. Then they embrace. He hugs him the way his, he wished his father would have hugged. There was so many layers of fucking dramatic emotion. Tony dies and Spider-Man loses it, which was the reverse. <sighs> You're going to laugh at me at this, but when did they bring... They didn't bring Black Widow back. Is they did? No, at the end of the movie. That's what I'm saying. She oh, died. Yeah, oh, yeah, she dies. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I thought but, they were. But then, here's the one... There's one thing that I don't understand. I, I don't even know if I want to discuss this at this part of the podcast yet. Yeah, we'll discuss this later. Um, so that was my other... And I don't... I, and honestly, I, I don't understand the symbolism of, uh, of uh, Captain Marvel cutting her hair. That just was, you know, different look. They made her look like... I didn't... That didn't bother me Okay, what what bothered me is they made her look like... Was she super mom? Because that was like a mom kind of haircut a little bit. Eh, but I know. It's almost like, why do they have to change Scarlett Johansson's hair in every movie? She's going from a long, curly redhead to a short redhead to uh, white slash blonde to long again with tips it just you know but different look this was just it was very mom looking to me yeah i, I don't know why i fucked the shit out that mother then <laughs> but 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 and she and she was great i really feel like my son has right. not seen uh captain marvel right and i don't and he said you didn't need it to watch this part of the movie he wants to see it he just hasn't had i think you do i think you I, do, do you, i was gonna ties say that in, man i think it you all to see ties it. in beautifully and uh you know, uh, as comics, the jokes. When, uh, when Rocket told um, Thor, you look like melted ice cream. Yeah. Nigga, the, when Ant-Man goes, that's America's ass. And then Captain Marvel goes, that is America's mm-hmm. ass. Like, the fucking jokes were great. Every, they do everything well. The last thing that I didn't like. Uh-huh. Because obviously they can't get all these people, all the famous people, all the stars at the same time. Right. <sighs> I could see some of the cut-ins where people were acting without the other actors. 
They would, a lot of that was imposed. They were superimposed. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you could tell that there's little moments when you could tell that someone was doing that. They just right, added. Give them. me an example. What what came off like that? Uh, the ones that I noticed the most is uh, uh, what's Chris Pratt's character? Uh, uh, Quill. Quill. Yeah. Uh, I like his other names though that he gave. He gave him like himself like twenty other superhero right. names, but never stuck. Uh, I could see where he was just put in because there's not a ton of emotion in some of the scenes that he's in right where that's absent especially in the in the funeral scene but that wasn't that it didn't bother me so much in the funeral scene because right. it's all like they're just getting close-ups on everybody right so it didn't but you knew that there was, there was just that was the only thing in the filming of it and maybe it's just the technology isn't 100 percent right. there yet it just i, I caught that i didn't caught that i, didn't I, that I caught it and it bothered me really but only for a second. I, I put it off to more technology than right. anything else. But there was just these couple moments when I could tell that this was uh, put together. It right. wasn't actually in the scene. Um, Goodness, man. It, 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 and it felt like, you know, again, when you look at those movies and see how they all tie in, it's one gigantic ride. And, you know, you felt at the end of it, it's over. The ride is over. Yeah. We even tried to stay for the ending credits like they always do and give you the surprise that shows you how, you know, to be continued. Nope. This is it. Everybody's contract was up. Downey's was up. Uh, Chris Evans was up. And and uh, that's it. The ride's um, over, folks. Okay, one more thing I, I want to say, though, why this woman thing, when I'm mm-hmm. saying when they all got together and they were like, because in that moment when they were all superheroes, for a second, it reminded me like a Powderpuff Girls, where they all come together and they're Powderpuff Girls. That's, that's okay. I, it, I, I hear you, but that's okay. It's okay for you I, for what I, it is. For for me, I was like you. You already you had won the game. You had taken it to the next level. <laughs> the women were already here, and I felt like it kind of was rubbing it in the face. No, not rubbing it in the face. It kind of it, it kind of deme- like it was kind of like it. We did it. Not we we we're justified. We want to justify our place in this movie. Right. It was already justified. They were great. Right. Every superhero was great in the movie. Right. Um, I just didn't feel like I just felt the, the difference would have been if they would never have done that. I would have walked away. And like I said, the greatest thing about Captain Marvel was it was a superhero movie. It wasn't a feminist or a woman right. being a superhero. Like, was, like if there's any if there's any you know uh, credence to you to you to your point. Like, why is Gwyneth Paltrow showing up in the Iron Man suit? And I know she did that in Iron Man 3. Yeah. And they wrote it. You knew it was going to happen because something that was said in the beginning of the of the film. His daughter finds the. Says, oh, right, 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 right. But and she, oh, that's another scene where she's not there. Like, you know, obviously right. she's not there. And there's just her face. Is, and honestly, I'm not trying to be mean to Gwyneth Paltrow. Right. But whatever that it thing that she had. Uh-huh. Uh, it's gone. <laughs> Whatever. The, yeah, that's it, subjective because I never, I never thought she had it ever. Well, but obviously you know, they felt she. Well, did. you know, and they they also felt uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal was no, fine I, enough for for for. for uh, they just felt she was for, a good actor. Yeah, but uh, Patrice alluded to this. Batman and Harvey Dent was fighting over that bitch, and she looked like Droopy in the face. She, the dog. She's never been. But let's not let's not let, yeah. let, let's not do that to her right now. But. Um, what you were, I, I even forgot what I was going to say before you said that. He totally threw me off. Oh, you didn't think that Gwyneth Paltrow had anything when she was in Seven and she was playing opposite? Uh, no, she looks the same. 
Nah, she was a lot cuter. There's something. Eh. There was something about her. I'm, I, getting, I, I'm getting. I didn't. I wasn't ever like. Oh, I hope Gwyneth Paltrow's in this movie. Right. But when she was in this movie, I was like, oh, right. whatever that was. Well, um, nothing against Gwyneth, by the way. Not that she listens to our podcast, but it wasn't that. It just. It just. She just doesn't have the same flavor she used to have. Um. Yeah, and dude, listen. I and I guess it, it, this might be an, an ode to how great of a job you know they did in making this all happen and also a testament to how great Robert Downey Jr. no one could ever play Iron Man again he he was born for that role like how some people go yo he was born Michael Jordan was born to play basketball Robert was born whatever other journey whatever other stops he's made along his journey he's played Sherlock Holmes all the other movies he's been in this was his calling. No one was. He owned Tony Stark. You don't man. think that he has other movies that he might be more proud of? Than, Dude, uh, he might be, but I'm talking about the way a hand fits a glove. All the character traits, again, the, the cockiness, the genius, the, 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 the charm, the, the arrogance. He, 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 he got it all, man. And what's He great. played him to the Fucking nobody could fuck with him. What's great about his acting, and just a testament to like what we said earlier, like in, in earlier podcasts, where we both agreed that he was like an anchor of this this whole right. thing. In the in, in this one, especially at the beginning, right, he has to be uh, humble. Right, he isn't the uh, brash Tony Stark anymore. Right, and he portrayed that. I always felt with superhero movies, most superhero movies. The, the the costume is the star. Who you get to play the the true identity, you can you can interchange that anytime. People pay money to see Batman, not Bruce Wayne. People pay to see Spider-Man, not Peter Parker. I mean they do because it's the two. But you again, I almost could feel like, man, Spider-Man is bigger than Peter Parker. The, the, the costume is bigger than the other identity. Robert Downey Jr., Scarlett Johansson, Chris Evans, the performances really make you go, nah, they both are important. Yeah. Because, again, the level of drama. Damn, everybody in this movie cried. All the main characters had a crying scene. Felt pain through death and sorrow. And, and they all delivered. Jeremy Renner. Motherfucking Robert Downey, him playing a the way he, he looks physically in the beginning, and he, how he's weak. Oh boy, I, I, oh boy, the acting is fucking superb by everybody. No, but again, going again, what you said about Robert Downey Jr. I think he summed it up best in the first Iron Man when he's standing up and they're saying, you know, to say that it was this or you know, mm. and he goes, he goes, I am Iron Man. Yes. That, oh, and full circle, didn't it come? Yeah. Didn't it come full circle? Yeah. When he got the Thanos glove and he goes, I am Iron, Iron Man. Man. You just made my point. Yep. He was born for this motherfucker, man. He was born for that fucking role. No one can ever play Tony Stark again. If they found some way to yeah. bring him back. No one, no one can pull that off, man. Just like I don't believe anybody could play Wolverine but Hugh Jackman. Maybe a, maybe a younger from Lethal Weapon 2, Mel Gibson. 
Yeah, but there's other people that are going to come up that can play Wolverine. I, th- 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 Not okay. You might be right, but Tony Stark, leave that one alone. He really, he really, he embodied that fucking yeah. role. But if he if he played that role that well, how well do you think he could have played Batman? I don't see him as Batman. But he plays the perfect millionaire. Yeah, he plays a, g- a great superhero. Yeah. You don't think he could have played Batman? No. Nah. I think he could have. You think so? Uh-huh. But Batman wasn't arrogant. Even Bruce Wayne. Bruce he wasn't arrogant. arrogant. He no. wasn't he didn't have a slick arrogant boyish charm. But in the 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 sadder Iron Man that we saw here in this one. Right. That that was uh, a Bruce Wayne esque kind of person. He was sadder. He loved his family. Changed. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I'm just telling you. I think he's that great of an actor. I really think Robert Downey Jr. is a, is an outstanding actor. So, anyway, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna debate you on Batman. What? Uh, so you said you didn't really. So you really didn't have too many flaws in the movie that you. Dude, I, I'm telling you, the my only thing. I again, like, dude, why is Thor got a gut? You know, lose the gut. So that it was very funny to like. The, yeah, it was funny, but the loss of oneself. Yeah, but at some point, come on, motherfucker. But but okay. it also shows, and I think the point of that is, is that he's not a god. Like Thor's supposed to be, you know, a descendant of 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 a, of a god, right? And it showed him as, and that's why he's at at the end. Another spoiler alert: right. he isn't going to go back to lead uh, Asgard because he has another journey. Yeah, so that's, it's hard for me to argue your points because they're valid points. I'm just saying in my own selfish little world. You want Thor to be? I want him to look like the fucking... That's why I said I don't like when their fucking characters take off their, their fucking helmets. You know, it's like yeah. I, I want to see Iron Man. I want to see Captain America. Put your goddamn mask on. See, I love Thor like that because I feel like I could aspire to be <laughs> that well. <laughs> <laughs> like I can't get what, what's his real name? Chris, uh, Chris Hemsworth. I can't get Chris Hemsworth look, right. but I could get his Thor after I've been drinking for five right. years. Look, <laughs> right? I can make that look kind. Of, well, I won't have the hair, but uh, right. I had the facial hair. Uh, so no, that made me feel better as a human being. Yeah. So the Thor thing, I really thought Hulk at some point was going to beat the shit out of Thanos, which never happened. And uh, you know, I hated to see Iron Man die. And widow die, but again, it ain't this campy little. Everything gets wrapped up like an eighties TV. No, sitcom. they didn't wrap it up at all. And, and Chris Pratt again. Uh, what's his girlfriend? Chris Pratt. Uh, his girlfriend. The, In the movie? Yeah. Uh, Gamora. Oh, Chris Pratt. Wait, which one? Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. uh, I'm fucking. That. Okay, yeah, f- f- fucking Quill, right? Yeah, Quill. Quill, yeah. Oh, Gamora. Yeah, she comes back. But remember that they say once you go through that, you can't come back. Right. And at the end, he's looking at a picture of her. Right. And then they take off. So she, for whatever reason, however it happened. Oh, she she, couldn't come back. She couldn't come back. She had to return because her and Black Widow both faced that same. Oh, I didn't even fucking realize that. It was just. So he was like missing her. Yeah. Did you see him looking at the picture of her? Yeah. And then she, and then she's not on the, she's not on the ship. Oh, that's right. They really like they, but they didn't leave anything where you're like, oh, well, they, 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 right. they, they didn't put, they didn't. Like tie I this thought together. Vision was gonna come back. No, but you got to see Vision when. Oh, with with, with the dad. Yeah, he's the driver. Right. 
Everything is tied in. Yeah, I know. Even, I know. Even, I know. Even, even so far to think out, out of the box, to film Stan Lee's uh, cameo. Right, in the 70s. And that's and it's so per, it's so well done. I mean, yeah, it wasn't like they just filmed a cameo and then said we'll just stick him in here. They actually it, there was purpose behind everything right. that, that has happened. It's it, like I I would they should do a documentary on just the people that work in Marvel. Yeah, and, man, and, and, I, th- I think it's the Russo brothers. Um, man, listen, man, it's cinematic art. It really is cinematic. Art, like you could tell, they took this shit serious. They took their time. Uh, they didn't worry about people saying that some of them were like because you know Guardians of the Galaxy. They said was kind of can't be a little silly, right, right? But now when it's put all together, yeah, yeah. And I was never a big fan of like Neri almost forced me to see Guardians of the Galaxy. I was like, man, I'm not watching it. And then he, I, matter of fact, I even saw it out of order. I saw the second one first, and I went, shit, ain't too bad. Then I saw the first one. I was like, "I right. no. still ain't my favorite, but I right. no, it comes, it, it comes together." There's a few that I, I didn't, I didn't need Groot as a kid, and uh, I, I, the Groot, right? The, the, I, I would rather if we got full grown Groot again. You mean from the set from Infinity War? Because he, oh wait, wait, Endgame, Endgame. Oh, 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 right, right, right. He was right, right. But he went somewhere. That's another thing too that they did so well, and it was important uh, when he when uh, Peter Parker's talking to. Uh, uh, to to Iron Man, right. uh, and he and he says, uh, uh, "It was okay because we disappeared, and uh, I woke up and I was in this place, right. and, and Doctor Strange was there, and, and everyone was okay. And then we went to sleep, and then he said, it 'It's been five years, like he went, right. and it's time to it's time to go.' And it it kind of relieved that part of the story." All worked together because everything right. made sense right. the way that they put it together. Yeah. There is not, I, I mean, you know what? Uh, if you're listening to this and you've seen the movie, uh, go, at, if you find some flaws in the movie, some things that didn't connect, send them to us. Send them, so, send them some of the things that if you see something that didn't connect. We don't get all the DC niggas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. DC guys, <laughs> go watch the fucking movie and, and, and tell us what didn't connect. Because, I mean, maybe... Man, I, the whole motherfucking thing from the time the credits started. <laughs> maybe maybe I'm just fanning out on it, but I'm serious. I can't find the, the things that didn't link up. You know, up. I'm, I'm, I'm sappy, and, and sometimes you don't, want the, you don't want a good time to stop. You don't want the music to stop. Uh, seeing Iron... I mean, Captain America's an old man... I hung, and you knew it. The ride's over. He, he gave Falcon the shield. They end the movie with him as a young dude with the love of his life, and yeah. she's young, and they're dancing in the house. You just went, "Fuck, this is really over." But he put, Iron Man's dead. Cap is old. It's over. But he put his life together. He got to have his life. Yes, he got to save yes. the world and have his life. Yes, you're right. But goddamn, man, what a ride! This was a great blowjob. Why does it have to stop? Well, and I'm going to say this. I, 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 again, I know women are going to hate everything that I'm saying in, in this vein. That is, that's the saving grace to me that I was, I was worried that when he was going to give up his Captain America thing, right. that they would have made another, like it would have been to a, a female. Because that was kind of... I like, was almost worried that was going to happen with uh, I, uh, Iron Man's daughter. I thought they were almost going to allude to... She's the next, and I'm like, nah, I don't do that. Well, let it go. 
I would I would probably be better off. I, I would have been okay better. With I would have been okay with that scenario better than uh, Captain America. Right. But regardless, right? Like I said, what I enjoyed about all the superheroes in the movie, I really felt that they were all superhero. So right. Uh, so every lady who's getting mad at me for what I'm saying, it's not that I had a problem with superheroes. It was just the underlying undercard of that of, of that. And I know we need to come further with women. You you guys have to. I know you guys want that, but I wanted you guys to be superheroes, and you were. So the extra, yeah. But if you shout it out, if you have to shout it out, then maybe it's not really happening. Just for me, and then I'll I'll. Go ahead and end, end my portion of, of this. Um, especially because we didn't see them together in Infinity War. Uh, Captain America and I, I mean, matter of fact, the last time they were together was in Civil War when they were beefing. Yeah. But you knew Cap and Iron Man, that's, they're Jordan and Pippin. And to see them reunite for the first time once Captain Marvel brings Tony back from space and he collapses and... Cap's arms. That for me was another wet eye moment because I'm like, "Fuck, Pippa J- Jordan are back together." <laughs> and then to see one die and one retire, you just go, "Fuck, the Bulls are done. No more Chicago Bulls." <sighs> It'd be interesting to see where Marvel takes it now because with this with this bonanza of a box office uh, thing they got going, they're gonna continue it. Well. And there's a thousand Marvel comic book characters they can introduce. Well, they have X Men coming up right now. Yeah, but but I mean, I'm just saying what's right. on the plate for Marvel. Right, 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 right. They have right. X Men coming out. Right. What else? do they have? Anything else? They got a ton of characters. Like, and this is where I because I'm not a, a comic book geek, I don't know, but I know I, I saw this one thing on YouTube one time where they went through all the animated Marvel characters. There's like a million, dude. So to yes, this will go on. Just it's the end of the era with Iron Man and Thor and Captain America. It's the end of our era. Are you interested in uh, in Hulk right now? The way that they they had Hulk in there with um, Mark Groffalo. Is that I'm saying it right? And that might have been another thing that kind of sort of bothered me. Uh, they humanized it to the point where we always knew Hulk is very few words, yeah. smash destruction. They combined the both where he was physically the Hulk, visually the Hulk. But he was intelligent and talked like Banner. So is this another attempt to say that if you're big and athletic that you can also be intelligent? Or just because you're intelligent doesn't mean you can't be big and athletic? Maybe both. I want to know if, that, if, there, if, if all these little meanings are in there. Yeah, I, I would say that, that's another one now that I'm thinking about it. Give me the Hulk, man. Give me the fucking Hulk. I kind of enjoyed the character. <sighs> I did. Yeah. I did enjoy the character. Yeah. Because, All right. well, because especially when he has to go and get the Affinity Stone. Right. Hulk wouldn't have been able to reason like that. Right. So. Well, again, man, um, when you look at movie franchises, Superman 1 was incredible. Superman 2 was even better. After that, pff, fucking Star Wars, the first one, great. Empire Strikes Back was the best. Return of the Jedi. This motherfucking franchise, literally like cell phone bars, goes from great to phenomenal. Like, I I challenge anybody to tell me that you thought 
Ultron was not better than the first Avengers movie. I challenge you to tell me that Infinity War wasn't better than both the first one and Ultron. Now I'm challenging you. Tell me that this movie Endgame wasn't better than all three. They gradually got better. Hats off to the Russo brothers, to Marvel. Y'all motherfuckers, y'all did the Mona Lisa, man. Okay. The 16th Chapel, however the fuck you say it, you did it. No, it was great. Fucking great. You want to tell them where we are right now? We're in Richmond? Yeah, Richmond, Virginia. Oh, by the way, I do feel like I was a superhero this weekend. Wow. Well, on Friday night. Well, wait a minute, nigga. Let's talk about, uh, my bad, I'm sorry, before we wrap this up. I almost choked the shit out of Andy. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, We got it. We got to do this part. This nigga got tickets to go see this motherfucker at what was supposed to be 11 a.m. In what we thought was going to be IMAX regular theater. Right. That's what I wanted. IMAX regular theater, 11 a.m. This motherfucker uh, gets 3D, which well, we thought he got 3D. And, don't, you know, give it, don't, give it, don't give it away. Just go throughout the whole steps, how we, how we discovered it. Okay. Well, that's yeah, we, 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 we went we, to the we, line. We stand in line. We're going to go see 3D. Stand. We're going to see. 3D. And I'm, I'm pissed because I'm not a kid. I don't do 3D no more. I don't like 3D. But I'm thinking, God damn. Fuck, put the glasses on, it'll it'll be what it be. It's still going to be, you're still going to feel what you're supposed to feel, and it's still a monumentous occasion cinematically, but fuck, I don't want to sit with goofy glasses on for two and a half hours. So I go to see if we can change it, because I was just, I was like, let me see if I can switch this. Right. And then? Then this motherfucker was for 11 p.m. So not only... Was it 3D, but 11 p.m. to which we would be at work and can't go. But to my credit, that would have been in 2D. <laughs> I would have hit you like you saw 3D. <laughs> I fucked this up. And, so oh, and unbelievable. It's, and it gets better because now we have to go to the 1130. We're sitting damn near in the front row in the corner. Fifth row. Fifth row. In the corner. I mean, and in the corner. what did I say about... During this podcast about when we talked about how excited we were going to be to see this movie. And you said there was only one seat left in the corner. And I said, you know some geeky motherfucker <laughs> that's going to be dressed to store in the corner that can't get no pussy. We said in They're the back the only corner. type of motherfuckers that get that seat. Who was sitting in that seat? Me. You wanted that one because you didn't want to sit next to the two little kids that were sitting on the other side of it. This motherfucker here. Thank God every seat wasn't filled. And I stayed in the same row. But I was on the outside, for the, towards the towards the middle. Towards and, the and middle. It was actually a good seat, and it was actually a good seat. But it saved uh, my. Oh, ass. it saved your motherfucking. I was gonna heat the oven up and throw you in it. I was gonna have my own little personalized Holocaust, nigga. <laughs> um, and but the movie turned out to be so fucking spectacular. All was forgiven. Uh, but yeah, I'm buying tickets from now on, nigga. Um, dude, I don't know how I did that, but. I also very openly put my girlfriend on the phone. Yep, and she confirmed told me what a fuckwad you are. When it comes to AMPM, did I fuck that shit up all the time? Jesus, dude. So I couldn't even lie about it. <sighs> I couldn't even pretend it wasn't my fault. It was my fault. I'm, I'm Fandango might have fucked it up. Ah, Fandango. <laughs> There's only one nigger on this podcast. Um, all right, let's let's. Oh wait, wait, wait! I got to. I want my superhero okay, go moment. Ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Here's my superhero moment. Friday night. Early show. 
We're only doing uh, two nights here, Friday and Saturday. Uh, the dude comes in, gets our times, and says that the regular sound guy isn't here. Mm. It's going to be him doing the sounds tonight. And I went up and ate shit. You were the sacrificial lamb. I was a superhero that night. I took the fucking beating. And you tied it all together? I and you smiled made it through it. I let it happen. Yeah. And then, damn! Don't say that. I smiled through it and let it happen. That sounds like yeah. prison conquest. Oh, uh, it, it felt like it. <laughs> and so I'm fucking you tonight. Uh, well, what happened? I, I shut my eyes and I smiled through <laughs> it. I made let it happen. It's what it felt like. I, I was like I'd prison la- ass rape. And then when they finally did get the sound corrected, and people could hear me, and we finally got into it, and I was getting into my jokes, and things were starting to get a little bit better. The sound guy decided he wanted to check Aries opening music. And he didn't realize that he had that on an open uh, mic, and he played it throughout the whole thing for at least three or four <laughs> minutes of my set, and I just stopped and leaned up against the wall, and everybody just was like, what the fuck? Yeah. And you you, 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 I t- you yeah, took it. I took it. So that was my superhero moment. Uh, anyway, go ahead. Um, we're going to get into some emails now, but before we do, real quick, um, so I, I wanted to ask your opinion. Next week, uh, I've been asked by Jay Davis, who books the Laugh Factory, if I wanted to come to a set. Uh, They're doing a benefit in honor of Brody Stevens, the comedian who committed suicide and hung himself. Uh, They're doing a benefit for suicide prevention. Uh, Am I going to give you, ask you, are you going to give me your opinion while you're pissing? No, I got to adjust your dick. Why, why do you stand up and go hide to do that? Well, I had to adjust. It was just, I don't know, it felt inappropriate. Inappropri- it's inappropriate for a man to say inappropriate. Okay, well. Jesus. It felt fucked up. Is your vagina fixed now? Yeah, I put some, uh, right. I got some Vagisil and I just All right. put it on there. Um, So he's, they're doing a benefit for Brody Stevens and he, they want me to come perform at the suicide prevention benefit. Uh. And I wanted to know what you thought is this being my first joke. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm so honored to be here. Um, I'm very nervous about tonight. And I really, really hope that all goes well and I make you guys laugh. Because if you don't, quite frankly, I'm going to go home and kill myself. See, I think it's funny in the mm-hmm. fact that I know Brody. Would think it's funny? Yeah. Any comedian would think that's but funny. Brody- if you're a comedian, you go, man, that's inappropriate. Get the fuck out of comedy. But Brody, I, I think Brody would, if he was looking down, he would he would he would laugh at it. That's very funny, Aries. <laughs> you push through. Yep. You push through. Suicide joke there. That's Brody. If you don't know Brody, uh, but I'm gonna I'm guaranteeing you the people that are around are gonna say gasp. They're gonna gasp, and then the comedians are gonna go. It was hacky shit. Anybody could have said that. It was. Uh, you know what's funny about that is they go. Anybody could have said that, but you didn't. So don't take a stab at the man that put the flag in the moon. I mean, I'm the first nigga to hit to put the flag in the moon. Fuck out of here. I, I probably wouldn't say it, but it was just itching me because that was the first thing I thought of. Like, you know, the irony that yeah. as a comic, I'm at a prevention for suicide and my first joke is about killing myself. And if you're doing comedy, uh, I don't think that there isn't there is a comic that hasn't thought about it. Uh, not that we would go ahead and do it, uh, but you know you have those those days where you're like, I don't, I can't believe this shit's going on. Mm-hmm. But that being said, 
this is a very serious issue. Right. And I hope that you do the the benefit and uh, make bring some more people aware. I, I don't, it's very interesting though because uh, mm-hmm. yeah, there's suicide hotlines, prevention, there's counseling, but it, it's a very uh, they need to do some more. Uh, I don't even know what the right words that I want to say. It's not just a matter of seeing someone that is on that edge and just saying, "Hey, hey, I hope you have a better day." That is not what's going to make it better. Um, Brody was someone that was amazing to me and worked really hard and tried to work through it. And he had some issues and they were trying to take care of him and it still didn't work out. So this is a very, uh, I take it seriously. But in the comedy show, I want it to be funny. So I think that anything that we say, appropriate or inappropriate, I think is worth saying. Uh, that's it. What's that? The dating game. Emails. Real quick. Um, so listen, I, I want to be a man about my word. Um, I, I am a little tardy, but uh, I need to send out a T-shirt to the guy who got the first thing right. Mm-hmm. I got to find his shit and send it out. And I was serious about the iPhone. And it, I can't tell you how many fucking emails... You get when you offer a lavish prize like an iPhone for free. I got more emails in 24 fucking hours than I have in 15 years. And you never said which iPhone it is. It's an iPhone 5, right, with the cracked screen? (laughs) No, it's the (laughs) latest edition. Um, Uh, Here's what I want you to do, because I really think we could be on to something here. Uh, And I don't, you know, obviously we don't just want people to listen to the podcast because they have a chance on winning something with you grubby little hooers. Um, but also because, you know, yeah, maybe if you do listen with the intent of, oh, I might get something, it also might spark your interest. And you go, I got to keep listening to these motherfuckers. Um, but I want, I don't want people to think this is bullshit. I want them to really know that this is real. So here's what I need you to do. Uh, and again, here's how the winner is selected. I just get the first one. You know, whoever, e- with the first email I see with the right answer is the winner. It's not rocket science. Um, uh, but what just whenever you send me an email with the answer, include your address where you want the prize mailed. That way, if you do happen to be selected, then I know exactly what I'm looking at right then and there in terms of name and an address and don't have to fucking hit you up again to go, hey, man, you won. Now hit me back with your address. So automatically, if you send in what you think is the right answer, include your first and last name and your mailing address. Um, and if there's a way... You could, once you get it, um, take a picture with it because I'll autograph whatever it is I send you. Take a picture with it um, and post it online, but also email me the picture of you holding it um, signed um, because then I can post it too to let people know that this shit is real. Um, And by the way, you did say you were going to send a couple other people T-shirts, some of the other... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think there was three. I think there's three people you're sending t-shirts. Right, because it's t-shirts. Now, these prizes will range from downright to sometimes holy shit. The iPhone is obviously a holy shit moment. Um, You know, you know the 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 Powerball isn't always a billion dollars. Yeah, exactly. So sometimes I might send you, you know, a bag of chips or you know uh, some five hour energy, and then other times I'll send you an iPhone. Uh, uh, a four pack of toilet paper. 
a gift certificate, a, 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 a $100 gift certificate or, you know, the Outback Steakhouse or someplace, uh, I might send you a check for $300. I might send you a PlayStation. Uh, they range. They vary, baby. So I'm just trying to keep you motherfuckers on the line. Don't send anybody a check. Why? A cashier's check. Yeah, I wouldn't send that. Anymore. A cashier's check. I understand, but I wouldn't do that anymore. Why? Because then, like, if it goes to someone, they're going to say, well, it was because he abused me, and so he's giving me uh, $300 for the abuse. No, you write on there what it's for. Oh, a prize? Yeah. Yeah, but that's... I play with your nuts for a PlayStation yeah, or something. But that's what that uh, the Jesse dude tried to do with his uh, workout buddies. Tried to write him a check and said it was for something. Yeah, but he ran a con game. I'm not running a con I, game. I know, but... That's the Jew in you. I'm always worried. Uh Cover my ass. Also, I was thinking if you don't if you don't mind, um, like we're going to be in West Palm next week, but people listening to the podcast will be when we're in West Palm. So on the ninth through the twelfth, we'll be in uh, Chicago Improv uh-huh. for a second prize. We could give a pair of tickets away. Yeah, I want to. I want to be yeah, tickets. Yeah. I want to. I want to be better than that. You want to be better than that? Okay. Yeah, fucking tickets. It ain't, it ain't, who gives a fuck about tickets? Motherfuckers want to eat. Yeah, hundred dollar gift card to Red Lobster. I said for like a second for a consolation prize, second prize. No, I don't give consolation. Nobody, we don't give out fifth place trophies. All right. Um, Douglas Gibson, I just finished listening to your daughter's song and it is fire. Appreciate that, homie. She's worlds better than these mumble rappers who can probably hold and can probably hold her own against a few female rappers and pop singers. I have a question for you both. Why do you both believe most Americans do not start their own businesses? I came to this recollection when heading to see my mentor yesterday. Everyone gets up at the same exact time, leave at the exact same exact time, um, eat lunch at the exact same time, and leave work at the exact same time. They want to call business owners and investors crazy and stupid for stepping out of line and creating your own line of success. I'm 26 years old and want to get a new perspective on that from guys who have been around the block a couple of times. Love the podcast, and you guys deserve specials on the big stage, in my opinion. Also, Andy, stay on your grind and by Aries' side because he has given you a lot of guidance throughout the entirety of your podcast. This motherfucker's going to own me, yo. Your success is around the corner. Aries, your success is not finished developing. Remember, the bigger the struggle, the bigger the triumph, as long as you stay steady and consistent. Why, thank you, Douglas. You want to answer his question? You don't have any answer to it. I mean, I do. I was just going to give you the first dance. Um, well, I think I think you're. Um, I, I think you're looking at it the wrong way. I, I think there, America was based on uh, small business. It's still uh, the the largest employer in the in the country, but things are changing because now you open a business um, and somebody who uh, giant corporations want to buy you up because uh, that's how they grow. They don't grow because they can continue to do more and more business. They continue to buy businesses so they can do more and more business. But if you look at uh, all the dot-com business, that's growing huge. And it's just that I think the business has shifted. The model isn't going to be brick and mortar where you see people drive to work. I think the big change is going to happen as people start working more and more for their house. And you're not going to see people like you uh, saw people going to work before. Um, I think people are still... uh, the the Amer the American uh, uh, dream dream is still valid and people are still working for it. I I just think that it's harder now to start uh, a business. It takes a lot more money than it used to. So and and the brick and mortar type of businesses, the ones that you show up to locations at, aren't 
uh, necessarily growing in the same way that they used to. Um, I, I think that business is now moving in a different direction. And I think it should because we have the technology to do it. <clears throat> um, I think, you know, most people are sheep. And most people eat at the same time and do everything at the same time, just like they're uh, they're uh, they're in the line of at a, at a factory, like like something being what do you call it when uh, you oh know, uh, a, pr- a production line like uh, a production line, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Everybody is uh, that's just how, how how we've been trained. Uh, I say go for it, brother. I'm always whether you know listen whether it's a business of your own, whatever it is, it's it's a dream. Um, it's your dream. Go for it, man. I think, again, most people are too scared or they don't know how or, you know, they get stuck in a system because that's what they've been trained to believe. Go to school, get graduate, get a job, get married, have some kids and work till you die. Um, never having done anything outside of what you've been taught. And even though you sit and you dream about it every day, you fantasize about it every day, the inner voice in you is screaming to do it. Uh for whatever, you know, fear keeps you locked in. Um, lack of know-how keeps you locked in. And uh, what a horrible way to live life. Um, there's some things that I'm starting to learn for the first time. Because, I mean, you know, yeah, the dream has always been to do what I want to do on a major level creatively. And through the art of comedy and show business. Um, and it's not like I'm sitting here giving up or, 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 you know, cause I always thought having a backup plan is the setup to giving up. Um, but I don't know that I'll, I'll do it on the terms that I, that I want to do it on. So it would be foolish of me to keep my eggs in that hopeful basket. If, uh, that ain't going to pan out for me. So I'm edu- I'm trying to educate myself more and more about business and money and real estate and dividends and shit like that. Um, so that I don't ever have to be in a position where somebody's got to tell me to dance. If I dance, I dance because I want to dance, not because I have to dance. And, and, and I've, what's scary for me is I've been doing this for 30 years and, you know, have relatively been my own boss for 30 years to where I can do what the fuck I want to do. Um, and the idea of someone having to tell me what to do is terrifying because I don't think that I could accept that and handle that well. Um, so yeah, um, go for it, brother. Don't, don't, don't let fear or lack of knowledge stop you from living your dream, man. Um, you think that's why he's asking because he wants to start his own business? Yes. That's what he said. Isn't it? Yes. He said, why don't they? Yeah. I have a question for you. Why do you believe most Americans do not start their own business? I mean, why would he be asking for somebody Uh, else? I don't know. Uh, but if you are, but the other thing with that is if you, if there's something you want to do, um, I don't know if this is if how many people will agree with this. And you see someone that's doing business and in business, but they're not great at what they're doing. Go work for those people for a while, because that's how you're going to learn how to how to do business. You're going to see what they do to be in business, but then you're going to see all the shit that you can fix and do a better job at that business. When you go work for someone that already has it down, you can't learn anything because you just know what they're doing and you don't see problems, and so you can't see problems coming at you before it happens. You go work for the guy. His business is a little jacked up, but he keeps it going. That's where you're going to learn everything. Right. Uh, I, I think I read a quote where Bill Gates said when he hires somebody, he tries to hire the most lazy person possible because they're going to find the easiest way to get it done. 
So uh, that's pretty good. <laughs> uh, I don't know that I, I it, found, it sounds like sarcasm to me, but I couldn't imagine that a man who's worth almost, you know, $50 billion uh, would do that. Um, but if that's the formula, if that somehow makes sense and works. Sometimes, I mean, it's that it's not thinking about things the way everyone else thinks that you said everybody's sheep well this works so let's do it this way right um man there's you know toilet paper's been the same for quite a while let's see you know it works yeah but it also sells itself well your finger pokes through sometimes it'd be nice if someone came up with toilet paper where your finger didn't pop through listen lewis black had one of the funniest jokes ever he goes why does toilet paper need a commercial who the fuck's not buying this so uh there you go Excuse me. Um, Keon Fitzgerald. Movie quote, my brother, is Axel Foley, uh, the legend, Beverly Hills cop, the first uh, one, and Taggart. I think that's his last name. But my brother, when it comes to film and movie quotes, I'm a beast, my nigga, a.k.a. I have no life. But, bro, if I did win, I honestly would love an autograph shirt and a shout out. Uh, because besides my father and Shaq, you are one of my role models. Jesus Christ. And thank you for your comedy. It helped me through my dark paths in life and made me smile again. Thank you, brother. Philly loves you. Hello. And my Ray Charles voice. Well, thank you, Keon. And that, yeah, that was from Beverly Hills Cop 1. Oh, I love when you talk dirty to me. Come get your mad ass in this pool with me. Yeah, that was absolutely correct. Thank you, Keon. Um, Is he the winner? Is he the winner? No, he's not the winner. He's not the winner. Um, I have the the winner written down. Um, he said, my father and Shaq, I'd love to know what role Shaq plays as a role model for you. Uh, not that I'm, you know, fuck, I love Shaq. That's my dude, but I'm just curious. So hit me up, Keon, with that answer. Um, beloved one. This is from beloved one. Um, this is either a woman or a really fat gay man. Beloved one. What up, Aries and Andy? Let me start off by saying that I love the podcast. I heard your interview on Godfrey's podcast, and you had mentioned that you also had one. I immediately, I immediately stopped what I was doing and found Spears and Steinberg, and have since then caught up on every episode. It's fucking awesome. You and Andy go together like rice and gravy, nigga. Can't get enough. God damn, is that some good eating? So let's get down to business. This week's movie quote is from Beverly Hills Cop 2 when Eddie Murphy is sitting in the pool and he stole, that he stole the house and shit. Classic. Now give me the loop, give me the loop, nigga. Biggie. Oh, uh, oh, there's more from him. Um, now please excuse me while I fan out for a minute. Aries, I've been a fan of yours since your days on Mad TV and your appearances on Different World. Two of my favorite sketches from Mad TV are Talking American and He Got Gay. That last shot of dude dunking on you with his balls in your face is fucking bananas, pun intended. You're one of the most underrated comedians in the game, but don't let that shit get to you because you ain't ever fucking, because whoever ain't fucking with you is missing out. For real. Netflix, not picking up on your special is like a politician not wanting to get the nigga vote. Not smart. Hmm. My wife and I have saw you twice in Orlando Improv and you killed both times. In fact, we were right there. That nigga with no sleeves tried to fight you. We saw everything. And if security didn't grip that nigga up so fast, he would have. He killed you on and off stage. Can't wait to see you when you come to O-Town in May. To Andy, don't feel weird about saying nigga on stage, man. If it's a part of your act, then say that shit, nigga. 
in Bill Burr's first album, he says nigga in front of a black crowd in Philly. Some people started talking shit, and he basically told them to go fuck themselves and won the crowd back. It's all in context in which I said on stage, in which it said on stage. Other than that, Andy, you are cool with me, nigga. In closing, the podcast gets me through my work day, and I appreciate the funny you two bring on a weekly basis. Keep doing y'all, and God bless. P.S. Your daughter's song was good and could definitely go in rotation with the music the kids are listening to today. Also, other than you, Pryor, Bill Burr is one of the f- my favorite comedians, too, and Patrice is a motherfucking goat. My man, I like this nigga. Uh, we'll be back in Orlando on uh, May 24th to the 26th. Okay. Um, another dude has blessed you. He has anointed you on stage, and I don't have a problem <clears throat> saying it on stage because it's part of my life. And was a hist- it, 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 it's a historical uh, travel back in time and something that happened to me. So that's all it is, and uh, I have no problem with that on there. I have a problem when Aries tries to finagle a way to get me to say it on the podcast for no uh, necessary reason. Oh God! Every time I've tried to get you to say it on the podcast, it has been within the context of conversation that sometimes is jokey or at times could be serious, but nonetheless, within context of a conversation, I have never tried to get you to put hot sauce on chicken if it didn't deserve it. Did you, you, you saw Gary Owen, uh, uh, Twitter, I showed you. Yeah. Where he thought he, he could slide the thought of it in. Right. The thought. Right. But, but saying so on a tweet doesn't translate as it does in actual conversation. It's true because you get the point of it in the conversation if you hear the whole conversation and not just the trigger word. Right. Okay. All right. Um, let's, let's, let's keep going. Mike Yankee. Aries and Andy. What up? Beverly Hills Cop 2 was the movie quote. Anyway, I've seen you guys in Pittsburgh the last two years, and this nigga confuses me because he keeps spelling out Y-I-N-Z. Yins. He says it twice. Oh, because that's what they call the, the people from there. Yins? Yeah, Yins. I thank God you gave me that tidbit of information because I'm like, what the motherfucker keeps saying? Yeah. He goes, Pittsburgh, the last two years, and Yins killed it both times. Yeah, like, yins? Yins. Y- y- yins. Yins. Like you? Yeah, Yins. Yins. They put, they put the Yins on everything out there. Someone else told me about this. That's how, the, that's how they describe themselves. They're the Yins. They're the Yins. That's fucking stupid. Uh, last time you were here, I grabbed a couple of shirts and every time I hear them, people ask what it's about. I fuck up the stories bit. I tell them they need to check Yins out on YouTube here or whenever they can. Aries, you did that Italian bit again and I was crying. I told you that was my favorite bit ever because my super Italian boss cracked up at cracked up at it. By the way, that KRS one boxing love comment. Wow. Hilarious. Y'all both killed it and you both should be on Netflix. Fuck Netflix for real. For real, for passing. I'm going to watch it, though. Keep killing them. Come back in January for my birthday again. Thanks, gents. Mike Yankee. Well, thanks to you, Yins. Well, thanks to Yins. Um, dude, I know I told it to you um, when we went to go eat at that other Italian restaurant. Can I do my Italian thing? Because I, wa- I want to hear the... I like to get the crowd's feedback. Yeah. Okay. So I- I'm working on this new bit. Long story short... I'm talking about how Italians and blacks both have ebonic dialogue. Um, and you heard me say to Andy when we was in St. Louis, if he knew what B-O-T-A-Y-A-S meant, botis. Um, So long story short, I wanted to do this thing where I was showcasing 
colorful Italian banter between two Italian dudes in Brooklyn and what it would be like to be a fly on the stoop hearing these guys talk. Um, and I'm going to do it right now for you guys, and I want you guys to please please give me your feedback. So here's, here's guys, Charlie and Richie, right? Charlie says to Richie, Hey, yo, Richie, let me ask you a question. How would you feel if you found out your daughter was getting fucked by a titsoon? Richie goes, hey, you know me, Charlie. I grew up different in the neighborhood. You know, I got along with the spades. They treated me with respect. And at the end of the day, you know, I like everybody. But if I'm being honest with you, my daughter, she's actually married to a macaron. Oh, the fuck out of here. Let me tell you something. I was with my old man the other day. If he found out I was banging the shine, my on, forget about it. But as far as the stress thing, let me ask you a question. How's your health? Because you've been stressing out a lot lately. Hey, you know, my wife, hey. Let me tell you, sweet gal, but what a fucking ball breaker. You know, Charlie, I give it to her as good as I get it. The other day, we got into a physical altercation. The neighbors called the cops. They came over. They said they heard something about domestic violence. It's a very different time, my friend. You know, in our younger days, you could slap your wife around, knock a tooth loose, raccoony eyes. You were working shit out. It's a fucking marriage. But as far as the stress goes, I got some advice for the both of you. You take your wife down to Florida, right on the beach. You get some sun. You had a couple of those faggy drinks with the umbrellas in them. Do some of this, some of that. Next thing you know, she's feeling kind of buzzed. She's sucking your brajul on the beach. Capiche? Before you leave, you take her to Carmine's restaurant. You order the soup with the clams, the garlic mashed potatoes with the brogoli. When you come back, you'll be so fucking rejuvenated. You'll be banging your guma harder than you fuck your wife. Your dick will be harder than a retard's helmet. By the time you finish nailing the wood to this broad, she'll be in a paraplegic state. Charlie, that's a pretty good device there. Oh! The fuck am I here for? I gotta go. Remember, your health. And give your nigga son-in-law my best. He would like that. That's very sweet. So <laughs> that was it in a nutshell. But I was thinking about, as I told you in the car, that one part, but it replacing the paraplegic state. I was asking you which one was funnier. If he said, uh, by the time you get done nailing the wood to this broad, she's in a vegetable state. Actually, Charlie, I think the term is vegetative. Oh, the fuck did I say? I'm talking tomatoes and carrots here. <laughs> so, yeah. Let me know what y'all think, man. I, I, I like the vegetables. They... Right. I, I just, you know, something about the Italians. I, I just want to get a good bit where I'm just doing something with them. It's, it's kind of like characters. Um, Brian Dixon. I'm listening to episode 84, and you were talking about you not getting your specials picked up by major outlets. I strongly suggest you release it on your own. You don't need those outlets. You have a following from your past endeavors, from Shaq's Comedy Jam, Mad TV, your new podcast, etc. You have a bigger following than you realize. The internet is your only outlet that you need. Use your YouTube to put out small segments of your bits while you are on the road to garner more eyes. Kind of like the drug game. Give out samples of your material. Then when they're hooked, make them pay you for your new material. Okay, I'll get in there. So I, see, see, I see your bits on YouTube from people that don't even know you. You got to own your own shit and put it out yourself. You can keep your edginess and do what the hell you want to say and do what the fuck you want to do without restrictions from Netflix, Hulu, and the others. Your true fans accept this, and this is why we are fans of you. This is how you build your fan base even more, a cult following, if you will. We are loyal and will buy whatever you put out as long as it is funny. These new comics are doing this and they're blowing up. I think you, use, you should use the same blueprint. You get enough eyes and people talking about you, the bigger platforms will be seeking you. I guarantee it. 
man, you got to utilize the internet better. You don't even have to read this on your show. I just want you to take this advice and apply it. I'm not telling you what to do because it's your career. I'm only suggesting this because me looking from the outside and seeing how it's done and it's working. Finally, I saw you when you came to Baltimore, and of course you killed the true fan, fan Brian. Um, I hear you, Brian, but that internet shit is tricky. First of all, unless you're going to pull a Dave Chappelle and jack everybody's phones and put them in sleeves before a show, um, everybody's recording you sneak, they sneakily, sneaking, sneakily, sneaking, sneakily, sneakily, recording you anyway. Sometimes. Somet- Sometimes just straight out. Oh, yeah, just fucking, you know, balls out with it, you know. Um, so as far as, you know, trying to contain new material, that's tricky because the phone business is killing it. Um, and, and, and listen, man, I hear you, but the tedious amount of work that goes into what you have to do to fuck, it's almost like you really got to be a, a geek with this internet shit to make that shit work for you. We just didn't grow up in it. Yeah, and, and so it's maybe... It's normal to these kids. Though. Right, so maybe maybe there's a, 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 a tad bit of laziness on my part, but it's just the amount of fucking tedious knowledge and work that it takes to try to fucking corral that and make that work for you, it's just fuck. I'm not saying you're wrong, because I, I know there are people out there that have done it and conquered it, but Jesus, man, I mean, you know, and again, I, I come from a world where doing eight years on Mad TV with makeup and prosthetics and production and lights and major shit, it's hard for me to conceptualize, okay, here's my phone, like in the Vine days, 10 seconds, go. Funny shit in 10 seconds. You know, I'm, I'm thinking Spielbergian type shit. Where's the costumes? Where's the lights? Where's the fucking, the music? Where's the production? You know, where's the, the cast? You know, it's, it's, I'm thinking bigger process. And to try to do that shit on your own can get fucking pricey and crazy. Um, so I'm going, how do you make quality work that people will respond to for next to nothing. Um, yeah, and Vine, there would, pe- there would be people that did it. King Bach, who I know blew up off that shit. A couple others I can't name. There's a way to do anything. There's a way to do everything. But fuck, man. Um, how do you make something with nothing? Uh... That's a technique I, ha- I, 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 I haven't mastered. Um, and I, gotta, I would have to put my interest in and, and my passion in. And if I'm being honest, I don't know that either one is there. Hey, 10 seconds, go. I just, you know, I think that might be a gift in and of itself. That's, that's art. Like a motherfucker's like with comedy. Motherfuckers that know how to deal with hecklers, improvise. That's, a, that's an art to doing that. Storytelling is an art. Um, impressions is an art. That might be an art that I just, I don't know. I don't know if I have that. 10 seconds. Go, nigga. Yeah, but you don't have to do 10 seconds. Uh, it, is, it is difficult, though, because it, it but in, an, in another way, like what you just said, you know, you don't have to. 
to strip it down, to make it that raw, where you're just putting out funny content in a few, in a few minutes. Maybe that is, maybe there is, I mean, there's something to it. Like when people say to me, yo, you, you should, you know, and I got a team of people that social media work for me. Yo, you content, it's all about content. You got to put out content. Constantly put out content. And I feel like, dude, if I don't have anything to say, like if I don't have any, and there are times when, yo, I just don't have anything to say. If I don't have anything poignant to say, if I don't have anything funny to say, pulling rabbits out of hats, I, 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 you know, I, I, don't, I don't know that I can do that. No, because, okay, there's a young dude out there who's a comedian, and uh, he, said, he has comedian in his name. And dude is a, is a fine dude, a cool dude, but he puts out content so often that I want to block him because it's, really? not, it's not pertinent. It's not, anything, it's not, ne- it's not necessarily funny. Right. It's sometimes it's just a picture. Sometimes it's just some bullshit line that he thought was funny that's not funny. Right. Uh, and if it was really funny, it'd probably have more than twelve uh, likes on it. But my point is, uh, like if you over, if you if you just oversaturate, flood, yeah, which is bullshit. I'm gonna block you because you just you're coming up in my feed and you're wasting my time. You know, it's like I, you know, uh, and I see a, I, I see some comics do this. Neri does it a lot. Where he goes on stage, he turns his back to the crowd and he takes the picture like a selfie with the crowd all behind him and they're all smiling. Yay, wave to the camera. I feel cheesy doing that. I, 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 I just, I, I feel like, why am I doing that? And is that really a difference maker? Well, there's a couple things to that, though. You don't, you probably feel cheesy doing it because you're supposed to have a crowd like that. You're supposed to be able to turn your back to the crowd, hold up your camera, and it's full pack top to bottom. That You're supposed to have that. So the idea that you have to show that is cheesy to you. Okay. But for someone who's still working in this industry, building up your name, trying to, sh- trying to keep coming, and you show, like, I, I have a full crowd here, that, that's, that's something. I guess. You know, but... It, for you, I think it's cheesy to you because you feel like you're already in that category. And, uh, but 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 if I'm but if we being honest and and you know humble, you know there are nights where you know yeah you and I go somewhere and it's like holy shit, that's right, I'm me. Look at this fucking turnout. And then there are times where I go, damn, I'm me. This is this. So you know. Um, I don't always I, to say I expect it. No, I don't expect anything. And sometimes, most times, it works out the way it's supposed to. But then there are times where I'm like, "Holy shit!" But whether it was a packed house, if, if I if I packed the garden out by myself, five thousand, I just I'm going. Why am Why am I doing this? Why am I doing a selfie with me in the crowd? Who gives a fuck? Who cares? Why would you care about that? I don't know. I, if I if I did some big theater, I think I'd want that picture. I, I'd really. I, I don't think well, I, I would rather have I, someone else take it. Yeah, with an artistic angle, right? But me, hey, look at all these people behind me. I wouldn't Fuck take God. it. From, I wouldn't take it from stage. I would like to take it from maybe backstage, or like you said, someone have a picture of me, maybe from the back, like backstage, where you right. can see the. But that that's just that's just personal opinion. That's not any of that. I. I I don't know, man. I, I just there's certain things that should be, so you don't have to show them. They should be right. Like, like if you're in a superhero movie and there's a bunch of women being superheroes, 
that's good enough. You don't have to show me by putting pictures of you and going, look, we're all superheroes. Um, that's that's not necessary. I, 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 don't, I don't know that I would do a picture like that right now. Plus, I always feel like, yo, the best funny to me is when it's not forced. And you've hung out with me long enough now to know there are moments where I just will feel funny or feel I can make something funny, and I'll do it. Especially when I know there are unsuspecting people that are going to be involved in the funny. Whether it's me in the elevator with the white dude as we were getting ready to go to the movies and he sees my shirt about white people, Africa, and he shot a look like, what the fuck is the shirt? And it's me in the elevator with the brother who's a janitor and he said, yeah, man, you, you, going, you got a show tonight? And I said, yeah, brother, you know, don't forget, you can come too. Don't forget your tambourines and your black leather gloves and the guns. After tonight, it's a government shutdown. And to make that white guy go, what the fuck? <laughs> but that's not forced. It, I, I, there was a moment. I felt it. I go for it. To me, there are times when I will go purposely, I, today I'm going to set out to capture funny. And I got my camera and I'm ready. And the moment I go hit record, I'm like a deer in headlights because now I know I'm forcing it. Yeah, exactly. I'm trying to be funny as opposed to just let it happen. And when it happens, I don't have my phone on me or I'm not prepared to record it because you're in the moment i'm in the moment but you know what's funny too is we've had crowds i shouldn't say we i've been in cheer crowds when it's packed to the wall and those aren't always necessarily our best or most fun crowds we right. actually had a show um about it had to be over a year ago and we were in uh one of the carolinas i think mm. we were in the carolinas and it was a club that only does friday and saturday night and we were doing a sunday there only, we only did a Sunday? No, we were doing the whole weekend. Right, right, but they right, right. normally only do a Friday, Saturday. Right. I think we did Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Right. And on the Sunday night, we had one of the smallest audiences that I've ever that you probably have ever played to. Right. And I remember when we both got done, and you gave them, you put up a lot of time on that show, and I, I, had, a, I had so much fun. And we looked at each other and go, yeah, that was fun, though. Right. That was fun. Because right. it wasn't about the large crowd. It was about that personal experience in the small setting, and they got to see someone that they really wanted to see, though, and in, in such a tight little setting like that. Man, that was one of the best shows. But, but you couldn't take a picture of it and show, with your back to it right. and show 22 people there and go, this fucking show. <laughs> right. <laughs> this was the killer of right. the weekend. But we had a great time. I don't, it wasn't 22 people. I don't know how many it was. Right. But, uh, that one, I love that show. Um, Ant Smash. He's a regular. Yep. Hey guys, hope you're chilling. Let me tell you, y'all have the X skin. Uh, y'all having that X skin head on your podcast was so fucking important. I'm happy y'all did that because you were shining more light on bigger issues in the world. And having guys like him on will make people take your podcast more seriously. Andy, we love you, man. Uh, yeah, we give you a lot of shit, but like you know, there's stuff we agree on and we don't. At the end of the day, we value your opinion just as much as Aries, especially after the questions you ask. So, Aries, let the nigga eat at the table. The nigga got a plate. <laughs> uh, but, Aries, I want you to talk about that eight-episode Mad TV revival <laughs> that happened a little bit ago. Dude, no bullshit. That was some of the worst dog shit I've ever smelled. If it wasn't for you, Will Sasso, and the other veterans showing back up, that would have been deemed unwatchable. And you know who was on that, Andy? Yeah, but— Adam. Adam Adam Ray. Ray, yeah. But there was good comics on it. It was the production. Was, we'll get to it. Yeah, okay. I understand young up-and-coming comics. I understand young up-and-coming comics. They're new. But what the holy fuck was that, man? 
I laughed maybe three times. The biggest laugh I had was when you and Deborah played Oprah and Stedman, and all you did was call Oprah a fat bitch, and she looked at you. If you two didn't deliver that shit the way you did the whole skit, uh, the, you, the way you did the whole skit, gone. I don't know what any of those comics are doing now. Hopefully they're still working and getting stronger as comics, but that night, that right there was doo-doo, nigga. And if Andy, if you have a chance to do another, Andy, if you had a chance to do another Mad TV or Mad TV-esque show, would you? Uh, you want to answer that first? Um, sure. First of all, I just want to make sure that I say the, the cast of, uh, of Mad TV, the, the reboot, revival. Mm-hmm. It's, there's, some, there's some really funny comics. Shout there. out to Adam Ray. Uh, Amir K. I think is very funny. Um, I, I, at, at this moment, I don't remember anyone else who was on that show, so I, I apologize to everyone who was on it that I'm not mentioning. But, man, you got on the show because you had skills and you had chops. And as you, as you find out in this business, it's not about necessarily what you think is funny or what you want to do. It's about what they're going to let you do. And um, that show could have been presented a lot better. They had the talent to present a better show. Uh, as far as me doing a show like that, It'd be really hard for me. I liked stand-up. I really liked the whole thing of stand-up. Um, I would love to... Uh, there's no way I would turn it down, but it isn't my first... Uh, that isn't my, 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 my love is to be on a show like that. Then a guy like me would wish you would turn it down because uh, you just said it. Sketch comedy is a hell of a craft, um, and it is a skill. It is. And... and, and, and if you, unless you are either, I can't, let me not say that. And, and you know what? Let me take a little bit back of what I just said to you. Cause here's how certain, certain dudes, certain dudes, dudes are, uh, rule changers in theory. Most great sketch performers are guys who either are heavily based with in impressions or characters. Um, some dudes can do both. Some dudes can only do one or the other. Um, but most times, that's the skill set you need to possess. Now, a rule changer for a guy who couldn't do characters or impressions was Dave Chappelle, who went on to make probably the most successful and beloved and one of the smartest and edgiest sketch shows of all time. And up until they canceled it, the Richard Pryor show, which I think reminds me of, well, I think was the Chappelle show before Chappelle, but they canceled it. It would have been interesting to see what the genius of um, Richard Pryor and Paul Mooney, who wrote on that show, could have done had they had they been had they been allowed to breathe. Um, Which was amazing too, because don't forget Robin Williams was in it, Sandra Bernhardt right, was in it, right, right. Um, so yes, th- there is an exception to that rule, but most times, people who do sketch are heavily based with one of those two skill sets. Um, I don't have either one of those two skills. Though. Which is why I'm saying the fuck out the line. I, I, I probably would. Well, a lot of people say that, but then that money gets flashed. And then next thing you know, they juggling. Um, as far as the reboot, they were doomed from the beginning. Uh, and this is not me at all trying to be arrogant or toot our own horns. But we had a lot of different things in place that allowed us to breathe and be what we were. Uh, we had an 11.30 time slot, actually 11 p.m. time slot, um, whereas they were set up to fail with a 9 o'clock time slot on a weekday 
where we came on at 11 on a weekend. The rules are very different at that time. And also, remember, we were the late 90s where political correctness hadn't stuck its dick in everybody's ass yet. Um, So we could get away with what we got away with. In today's climate, with that time slot on a weekday, they they didn't have a chance. They had no chance. Um, and then, you know, this might be the part where, you know, again, I'm not trying to be arrogant, but I'm answering your question. You know, we had we 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 had a fucking we had an all-star team. You know, Mo Collins, Will Sasso, Deborah Wilson, Mike McDonald, Nicole Sullivan, um, Phil Lamar, Pat Kilbane, Frank Caliendo, Stephanie Weir, Alex Bornstein. We had an all-star cast. Everybody brought the thunder. Um, The writing was all-star. A lot of the writers we had. So the culmination between the cast and the writers was lightning in a bottle. The time slot, the time, the decade, everything just was perfect. Um... And, you know, Adam Ray, God, I, I love him because Lord knows he done helped us out by putting me on his podcast twice, second time with Andy. But um, I don't know that they were given all the proper tools to succeed. Um, so, I mean, I still have people to this day that go, they need to bring Mad TV back. But uh, it would just be an old band trying to relive glory. And, and everybody's interest is somewhere else. So it would probably do more harm than good. All right, Ant. I'm going to read one more because then we got to get ready to wrap this up. We've already given you more than an hour. Uh, what was this from? Matt Schauble. 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 Sounds Jewish. S-C-H-A-B-L. How do you say that? You got to see it. You really got to see the shit? Yeah, I got to see it, man. Yeah, Shabble. Shabble? Yeah. Let's go with that. Is that Jewish? Could be. Shabble. You don't know? No. Damn. I was going to say, what are your sideburns telling you? (laughs) Are your curls tingling? Um, Hey, Aries, just wanted to drop a line and let you and Andy know that I'm loving the show. Found the podcast a couple of months ago and look forward to the new eps every Wednesday. I've known you ever since Mad TV, and at this point, you are a living legend. God, man. The Comedy Blueprint special was great, and your Paul Mooney impression and Dollar Bill Montgomery made me laugh every time I see him. You're one of the best to do it, hands down. Well, thank you, homie. I appreciate you. I don't know if you're Jewish. I would love to know. Send me something. Cut off part of your nose, nigga. If you cut off part of your nose and send me of what a picture of what's left, if it still looks like a regular nose, nigga, you are Jewish. You've got nose to spare. I want to know what you are, nigga. Show me. Um, also, for what it's worth, the movie line on the podcast this week is Beverly Hills Cop 2. Yes. Anyway, you and Andy, please keep doing what you're doing. What are you guys doing? Loving every minute of it. Peace. Matt is from Canada. Canada. Oh, Canada. I'm sorry. Sorry. That's how they say sorry. Sorry. Canada. Y'all really love Justin. Who y'all love more, Justin Bieber or Drake? I want to know that from you, Canada. Who you love more? Who you hold your allegiance to? I love that Justin Bieber hasn't been out for three years. He has he been gone for three years? Yeah, really, he hasn't been performing. 
Okay. Okay. All right. Shit. Well, there we go. Um, you had some more. I like two more, but remember, I got to do this conference call wow. at five o'clock, which is me again breaking my balls and my back trying to get us out there. Oh, just real quick. Last week I didn't answer a question, which is who's my favorite uh, Mexican comic. Okay. Uh, Nick Guerra. I don't even know who the fuck that is. Nick Guerra. Uh, a lot of people don't know who he is yet. But check really? out Nick Guerra. Yeah. Nick Guerra is funny. Uh, he has energy, but it's not about his energy. It's just his whole personality. You know funny. who I like? Who's the uh, motherfucker that looks disheveled? With the long hair and the Felipe fat. Esparza. Yeah, that motherfucker. He's really funny. Now he, I, I, I almost couldn't think of who mine was, but then I just, just now, literally thought of him. Yeah, um, Nick's been on the road with Felipe, yeah. and uh, Nick's, uh, he did uh, a Fluffy show. What was that show? The Revolution. He had uh, a show. Oh, I don't know. He, he he's been on that. Um, check out Nick Garrett, man. Okay. Um, so again, one more one more time, people, for the contest. I'm gonna go through my emails. I'm gonna send out some T-shirts. Uh, I know who the winner is for the fucking iPhone. I'm gonna send that out to you next week. And I think for you're not gonna announce his name. I gotta fucking I gotta look through my. You don't have it, yeah, right. Yeah, here. I don't have it All right. offhand. Um, Does he know? Did you did you email him back? No. No. So you don't have his address yet either, then? I think I do, though. Oh, okay. I think I do. Um, so for this weekend, for this week's movie trivia line, I'm going to be giving away a $100 gift card to what do motherfuckers like to eat? You should give it to where you just discovered and enjoyed. What? Marciano's. Because they're in different cities, you, these people aren't right. Magianos is yeah, they're in different cities, but it kind of has to be a chain so that they can enjoy. But is Magianos a chain? Yeah, it's yeah, a chain, right? Yeah. They have a Magianos everywhere. Not everywhere, but they have them in a lot of places. Okay, so if you like Italian food, uh, I'm gonna give a hundred dollar gift card to Magianos. Can I can I get a gift card for Magianos? Yeah, I've never seen. I've seen Red Lobster, Outback. No, I'm sure you can get a gift card. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we'll talk about it afterwards. All right. Um, so here's the line. You ready? Silence. We make the pronouncements here, girl. You know what it's from? No. Right. I never know. Right. One more time. Silence. We make the pronouncements here, girl. Do I know? I can't even get the AMPM right. <laughs> there it is. Um, love you guys and all your penis and pussy splendor. Where are we going to be next week? You said West Palm. Right? Yeah, West Palm, and then we're going to be. Oh, in- West Palm. You know what, dude? Where, where is my head? Where the fuck is my head? You just mentioned a place. One. Of, this is one of the good ones. Florida, <laughs> West Palm Beach. This is one of those where everything is right. The club, the city, the nightlife, the women's. Oh, fucking West Palm Beach, Florida. No, man, it's going to be good because we're doing West Palm, then we're going to Chicago, uh, then they kind of wedged in uh, Cincinnati, and then we're going to go to Orlando mm. and then San Jose. Not bad run. Um, what was the one before Orlando? Uh, Cincinnati. 
Yeah, that one's kind of a... I said wedged in. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Ohio doesn't... Ohio doesn't give me a lot of love. It's not a lot of love to be given. <laughs> Listen, that's bullshit. Everybody, uh, Cincinnati, uh, at the Funny Bone, uh, Liberty Township, Ohio. Come on out, man. Prove Aries wrong. Show us the love. I've been there enough. There ain't no proving me wrong. It be what it be. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. But whatever. Um, I bet they don't have a Majanos there. No, they probably don't. <laughs> uh, Patreon. Come on, man. Let's get them subscriptions up, man. Uh, what's my fucking... I'm blanking out here. Uh, you know, fucking... Uh, fucking P- Pandora. Fucking oh. all that shit. YouTube. Subscribe, 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 subscribe. You guys know. Um, cameo. My cameos have slowed up. What the fuck are y'all doing, man? What's that mean? You raised your price. But I lowered it. You put it back? I put it I, I put it I put it to 70. Dude, it was a hundred, then I put it to seventy, but it was at sixty five. Come on, it's five more dollars. No, but I think that's fair. I think that's a I think that's a price that people can afford and they, they can they can do that. All right. So seventy sounds seventy. I think you're I think you're treating people nice at seventy. All right, um, that's it for me, man. But I'll do a shout out for five dollars. But you have to pay me directly. <laughs> <laughs> they ain't gonna put no check in the mail. Uh, I, I, I think they can't that. go. They ain't not gonna go against your own advice. I, I take Venmo, um, and uh, let's see. Um, I'm on andycomedy.com. All my social media is in the upper right hand corner. Uh, if anybody wants to buy some T-shirts, that'd be nice at AndyComedy.com. Go to the merch page. There it is, baby. All right, man. We'll uh, we'll see you next week. Uh, listen, if you've had a problem with anything in this latest Avengers, man, send it to us. We'll read about it on the air. We'll, we'll try to tell you why you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. All right, babies. We out. Say yes, nickel.